Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Welcome to this hour of the program where it is our job to help you tackle your home improvement projects, to help you solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas, maybe those organizational challenges that you have around the house. Maybe there's an indoor project that you'd like to get done, sort of take it off your list because it's just too darn cold to work outside. Or maybe you are listening to us in a warm part of the country. Don't brag, but pick up the phone and do call us with the project that you're working on. The number here is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Hey, no matter where you live in the country, this is something that happens to all of us. Imagine laying in bed at night and listening to all the noises that your house makes: the squeaks, the creaks, the pings. All of those noises can kind of freak you out if you don't know where they're coming from. We've got tips for IDing and silencing them once and for all. And a termite problem is easily spotted over the summer. But how would you know if you had termites during the colder months? And we're going to tell you what you should be looking for in the winter when those destructive bugs are harder to spot. And also ahead, have you run out of Valentine's Day gift ideas for your partner? Well, a master bedroom redo can add more than just a dash of romance. It can help your home's value, too. We'll have some suggestions just ahead. And one lucky caller this hour can finally hang all of those frames and artwork. We are giving away a laser level, which is perfect for making the right cut or hole or marking whatever you need the first time. It's a prize worth almost 30 bucks going out to one caller drawn at random from those that reach us for today's show. The number again is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Giovanni in New York, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have a septic tank that's uh, a water softener flushes into. And uh, we we put a drywall next years ago next to the septic tank for the salt water to regenerate and dump into. But when I after I don't know twenty five years or ten years or twenty years I can't remember when they cleaned the septic tank out the last this year they said the walls are becoming deteriorated to the tank because of the salt and I might only have a three year life left in the tank. What's the tank made out of? Concrete. I've never actually seen a septic tank wear out. I mean, I couldn't buy that you may have some deterioration in the walls of the concrete, but, you know, unless they're broken up, I don't know if I would believe that you're going to have a three-year life left in it. I mean, I think those things are pretty indestructible. Now, what did, did you have somebody open it up and inspect the inside of it? Well, they, uh, they cleaned the septic tank out about a month ago uh, before the holidays because you had all the kids and the family coming over. And I was thinking, I didn't ask him the question, is it deteriorating from the inside or is the drywall overflow from the water softener clogged up and pouring salt around the outside of the tank? I haven't been able to get back to him yet. He's not, he didn't return my calls. Yeah. I don't have high degree in confidence in the advice that you were given on this. I don't think I would be too, too concerned about it because I don't see salt deteriorating concrete. You know, it'll deteriorate the surface, but I, I don't think to, I don't think with all the water that's being run through there, I, I don't see it having that kind of a deteriorate, serious deteriorating effect. I mean, if you put rock salt on a concrete sidewalk, it's going to cause it to pit. You know, when you're using salt water along, along with the tens of thousands of gallons of other fresh water that gets dumped into that kind of a tank, I just don't see it have, as having the same kind of effect. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Judy in Arkansas is on the line with a floor that's coming apart. Tell us what's happening. Well, it's been down about 13 years. It's like a $5,000 floor is what it costs. It's a 1,000-square-foot room. It's Pergo. 
we have some seams that have kind of bubbled up a little bit. Is there any way to fix this? I don't intend to replace it, okay? So you say the seams have bubbled up on laminate floor, so they're pressing together and sort of pushing up? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, uh, I have some extra boxes out there, but not enough to fix all of this. Yeah, if that's happening on a, if that's happening on a wide scale basis, then I suspect something was done incorrectly in in the installation. A couple of things to remember about laminate floor. First of all, the floor that it goes down on top of has to be pretty flat. It's got a very low tolerance to uh, to floors that are that are even the least bit out of level that have any kind of of, of bumps or rolls in it. Secondly, if it's put on too tight. Uh, so that it doesn't have enough room to expand and contract, then you can see that floors will will buckle up. They'll press in because they're expanding, and they'll push up and have those seams come apart. So those are the things that you really need to look into with this. I would get your contractor back um, and have them address this because that definitely should not have happened uh, once that floor was put down. Even 13 or 14 years out? Definitely shouldn't have happened. You think it'd be like moisture? And it could be. It could be moisture-related. Have you had an excessive amount of moisture uh, recently where, when this started to happen? No, uh-uh. not at all. Yeah, but it could just be consistent moisture from, you know, the hydroscopic nature of the concrete over time. Yeah, it could be. Well, and the house is about 30 years old. How long ago did it start to come up? It's been going on. You know, we've been noticing spots off and on for a while. Well, Leslie's correct. It could very well be moisture related if it's going if it's that frequent and it laid down flat for the you know for all the other years up to that. Okay, there's nothing else I can do. No, you can't fix something like that, Judy. Unfortunately, you have to replace it. But what I would do if I replaced it, I would be very careful about measuring the moisture in the concrete and make sure it's not wetter than what the manufacturers allow. And secondly, I'll give you a trick of the trade which is that even though the laminate floors today are locked together type pieces, you can add glue to those seams as well, and that gives you a more permanent protection against this happening again. Okay, well, thank you. You're welcome, Judy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call with your home improvement question. We are here to lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Coming up, it's a popular home improvement project that can add value and perhaps some romance. We're going to teach you how to upgrade your master bedroom just in time for Valentine's Day after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT.
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement project. Help yourself first by picking up the phone and calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you do, you might just win a very cool prize we're giving away this hour. It's a laser level. It features a very unique ball and cup mounting system. It's great for leveling and lining pictures and shelves and cabinets and mirrors and more. It's worth $28.95. Going out to one caller, drawn at random, make that you pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. John and Marilyn's on the line with a gutter issue. What's going on at your Money Pit? I have uh, an area where I have a system over top of the gutters that is very similar to a very famous helmet-type company that you may have heard of, but it's not that. But it's uh, the same type of product. And it seems to be overflowing. Well, of course, they're never supposed to need to be cleaned. And actually, I got up there figuring, okay, well, I guess... That's sort of not true. Maybe I have to clean it. Get up there, and it's completely sealed. Um, so I looked at some stuff online as to why they might um, overflow like mine are. And appear- apparently there's somebody who said something like it could get, um, you know, pollen and things like that and from the trees. And I do have a, you know, fairly heavily wooded lot, and, and the trees were definitely overgrown for the past couple of years before I trimmed them back recently. So I guess this uh, this particular gutter product that you purchased – Probably came with a guarantee for clog-free gutters. Is that correct? I don't know if this system did, and it was so. Okay. It's probably been ten years ago, um, at least since I had them installed. All right. So here's my experience with those types of gutter covers. Um, I have seen them work and work quite well in some cases. Usually, where there's a problem is when you have a fairly steep roof, and you your water as it trickles down. Uh, builds up a lot of momentum and hits that gutter cover and never really draws into the gutter itself. It washes over the top of it. So you may possibly be seeing gutter uh, water that's, that's running over the top of it because it's not the surface tension of the water is not strong enough to pull it all into the gutter itself. They usually work well with moderate rainfalls, not heavy rainfalls. The other thing that I've seen is if you have the kind that has like a fine mesh, Yes, you can get some fine particulates that will block those up, but that should be visible to you when you're looking at it. And if you don't see that, I don't think that's the case. If it's not working uh, and those two solutions don't make a lot of sense to you, then it might be time to remove and replace it. I've had good experience with um, with a type that has um, small holes and it looks like a shutter, like a louver. That fits over it, and I like it because it works most of the time, and if it occasionally gets clogged, it's very easy to lift it up and pull the leaves out. I see. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that helps you a little bit. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. Now, I've got Diane in Massachusetts on the line with a noise question. What's going on at your Money Pit? I did the house 12 years ago, and I had blown-in insulation put in three years, and, and the house is noisy. I can hear a humming. It's it's annoying. It's a buzzing. I, I don't know why after doing all of this um, surrounding the house and trying to keep it warm, I would hear a humming, a resonance in the house. Well, I'll tell you what, there's got to be a reason for this, and it's going to take some real detective work to figure it out. I'll give you an example from uh, my own home. You know, we uh, recently, I'd mentioned earlier on the show, put in spray foam insulation and sealed up the attic. It's never been uh, warmer in the house as a result of it. But in one part of the house, it still was technically a conditioned attic. So by code, we were required to leave um, some vents in that attic. Now, it, it ended up that it was so tight in that attic space, even with the vent, that whenever the wind blew, we'd get this really weird 
almost like haunting sound. You know, uh, when you were a kid and you took took an old bottle and you blew it across the top of it and made a big, deep sound with it, like a big jug? Well, that's what it sounds like when the air blows across this vent. And it makes a really weird sort of vibrating sound in that part of the house. Until I figured it out, I was really scratching my head. So there's always a reason for this. Uh, In our case, it was a vent. In your case, it could be plumbing. Very often we get noises in homes that are sourced from plumbing. Sometimes when you run uh, hot or cold water, pipes will expand or contract and cause sort of like a cricking sound that will vibrate through the entire length of the pipe and amplify itself as a result. It could be electrical. If there's outlets or panel boxes in those parts of the house, they definitely should be inspected to make sure that nothing is disintegrating inside uh, that electrical um, area. There's nothing about adding blown-in insulation that will cause a noise. So the source must be somewhere else that you're going to have to dig into a bit more, Diane, um, before uh, you'll know what to do about it. But I would trust your instincts. If you're hearing it, it definitely exists. Sometimes people think they're going nuts. But i got to tell you, there's a reason for that. But it's definitely going to take some detective work to get to the bottom of it. Okay. You coming over? <laughs> All right. Well, you put on the coffee. And next time I'm up in Massachusetts, we'll stop by. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and if you're looking for a great gift or a way to spice things up, a master bedroom reno does that and more. That's right. You know, turning your master bedroom into a luxurious master suite is generally a great way for you to add value and style. Now, one important thing to keep in mind, though, if you knock down a wall to incorporate an existing bedroom and then make like a master suite, that can actually impact the value of your home negatively, since home value is really largely based on the number of of bedrooms and rooms, really, that you have in your house. That's right. So whether you're adding space or not, though, using that space well is the key to a lush master bedroom. Think about how you use your bedroom or you would like to use it and plan from there. Yeah, you know, reading nooks, even personal gyms, cozy fireplaces, those are all popular upgrades. And some couples swear that adding his and her closets is really the boost that pretty much every marriage needs. Drapes, window dressings, they can also help you add ambiance like you've never had before, as is updating your lighting. And get this, guys, adding a dimmer, the ability to control the level of lighting, especially Especially in the bedroom, it makes a lot of people happy, especially the ladies, guys. <laughs> Just saying. And if your master bedroom makes you want to spend more time there, you're in luck. Gourmet coffee makers and even refrigerators and bedrooms are gaining in popularity. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. This is The Money Pit. Pete in Wisconsin on the line with a garage door problem. What's going on at your money pit? Well, I'm a mostly a do-it-yourselfer, but I do call the professionals and have them come in when needed. Um, I installed a steel a steel insulated garage door about um, three years ago, maybe four now, and uh, worked just fine until just recently. It 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 sounds like it's binding when I when I. When, it, when it's you know, going in the up position, um, and uh, I've I ran it like fifty times trying to trying to find where it's binding. I'm not seeing any place where it's rubbing on the track or uh, any or anything else, but it sure is making a noise like it is. And as I watch it, it appears as if one side may be going up slightly, 
higher than the others. Any ideas, guys? Pete, can you disconnect the garage door opener from the door itself? I can, and I have. Okay, and once the garage door opener is disconnected, can you open and close the garage door smoothly and evenly with no binding whatsoever? There's less binding, um, but there's still some. You, you can tell there's still um, a load on, on one side, it kind of feels like. So it sounds to me like maybe the roller bearings are shot on some part of the door because there's those roller bearings that fit inside the track and, you know, they help move the door up and down. And if something is stuck, if one of those bearings is not turning, it's going to jam on that one side and, and it'll sort of fight itself and it'll, it'll try to come up crooked. And that might be what's what's causing this. I would disconnect the garage door opener from the from the scenario and work on getting the door to operate nice and smoothly. Okay. If it's binding, if you feel like it's binding or uneven without the garage door opener attached to it, uh, then you know that's the heart of the problem right there. Okay. Would do you think that would solve the appearance that that one side is being raised? I, I imagine it would. Um. You mean raised like more than the other side? Like one side comes up first? Yeah. Yeah, because if if the the side that's staying down is binding. Um, then there's a drag on that, so it's going to try to pull the door up crookedly. Wonderful. Well, I think you may have fixed my, my problem. I'm going to go check those those rollers and make certain that those are all good, and if I need to replace any of those, those are relatively inexpensive. So the money pit isn't so bad tonight. <laughs> all right, Pete. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Victor in North Carolina is on the line with an addition problem. What's going on at your house? And it's not math-related. It's a home addition. <laughs> What's going on, Victor? Yes, what's happened is we had a uh, contractor um, to extend our kitchen out. We wanted to enlarge our kitchen. And the wall was extended out um, approximately 10 and a half feet. And from where the wall, um, the stationary wall was, was moved out, and the floor, um, there is a um, drop in the level of the floor um, approximately one to one and a half inches from the wall where the wall previously was to where the new wall is. Okay, so this was an addition or this was just a relocation of a wall? It was a relocation of a wall. Okay, and the wall you relocated, was it a bearing wall or a non-bearing wall? It was a bearing wall. Okay, so how did you support the uh, structure of your house that it was that was uh, that was holding up, being held up by that bearing wall. Well, there there had to be um, an addition to the foundation. There had to be a, um, I think it was a um, laminated um, timbers that had to be put in place um, to support. Um, the wall. Did you have a you had a builder that did this? Was there an architect involved? Yes. So here's what I would do. I would write a letter to the builder and the architect reporting this potential structural defect as a result of their construction and or design and invite them to come and inspect it for you and give them give you their opinion. They're responsible for this kind of work. And I would just do it in a very nice way so you put them on notice that there's this observation and there's this issue and they really should take a look at it for you. Because that should not have happened, um, and I'm concerned that it was a, that it was a bearing wall, uh, and we need to get to the bottom of what caused it and whether or not it's an active problem or it's something that happened one time and is not going to happen again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up, does your house keep you awake at night? Well, it doesn't have to. 
We're going to tell you how to get rid of those creaks and groans and all those other common household noises after this. Hi, I'm Adam Carolla. I've built hundreds of houses. I can tell you how to avoid falling into that money pit. Listen to Money Pit Radio with Tom and Leslie. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone. Fix up your home sweet home. By calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, could your siding or shutters or roof use a refresh? Well, you can match the new shade to your home's age. Matching your home's color and exterior palette based on the era it was built in can add some style and value. You can get started with the details right now. They're on our homepage at moneypit.com. Well, if you love old homes, you know that they can definitely have personalities. And some of that personality can come out in the way of a noisy plumbing system. With us to talk about some of those sometimes mysterious sounds that your plumbing system can make is a very popular plumbing personality, Richard Trithui, the plumbing and heating expert on TV's This Old House. Welcome, Richard. Nice to be here. So I guess the question is, are all those banging and clanging noises that we hear from both our plumbing and our heating systems just a nuisance, or can they potentially signal a more serious problem? Well, I am the 
pipe whisperer. And, uh, <laughs> and I can hear sounds that nobody else can ever hear. Uh, it's usually telling you something. It's usually, uh, you know, we, we laugh on Ask This Whole House that so many of the letters we get are about people trying to describe the sounds in their houses. Right. And, you know, there's some obvious places where it comes from. It's any time that a pipe expands. And so on a heating system like a baseboard system, that thermostat comes on and all of a sudden 180 degree water goes through that pipe. And now that pipe wants to get longer. And so now you'll hear that tick, 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 tick. And as it gets up to temperature, tick, 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 it slows down, slows down. And then it does it again 20 minutes later. And so you really got to look for where that pipe is rubbing against any wood because that's part of it. Or anywhere it just can't expand. And so there's a a whole bunch of tricks that we've done through the years to try and release this thing so it can expand. But that's really not an issue of concern. It's just more of a nuisance, correct? Well, if it... If it wore wore long enough, if that pipe rubbed back and forth against a, a wood or metal over time, it could wear the sidewall of the copper pipe, and you could have a little pinhole leak. Yeah, because it's so pretty it, soft copper, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, not, it's not. It's not really well. heavy, heavy duty. So, uh, particularly the heating pipes are a little bit even thinner than the water pipes are. So, how do you diagnose that? Do you have to isolate that pipe that's making the noise. Well, you listen for it. Try and you know, you're, it's it's always best at night. It's always best when you're asleep, trying to sleep, and, not, you'll keep, and there's no other noises in the house. And then you'll find it. And then usually you can look where the pipe comes through the wall, and you might take a little bit of cardboard or a, the matchbook and sort of put it in, so it releases that pipe from rubbing against the wood. And it's you'd be surprised. We did one where the the thing was so loud on the show that it just made this noise that woke people up and we we looked and it was the pipe was so long when it was first installed it had no room to expand so right. it just was pushing the outside wall out a little bit and we we cut it shorter and fixed it you know i think another call that we get a lot at the money pit is about something called water hammer you know they're hearing this loud clanging yeah. and banging when they're getting the hot water running and sure. and and they immediately think something is horribly yeah. wrong but in that situation again it's just a rubbing situation or how is that the thing that makes it happen the water is going through the pipes to any fixture. And if the fixture is what they call a quick-acting valve, like a washing machine valve that suddenly shuts off, mm-hmm. or a dishwasher valve that suddenly shuts off, now the the water has a certain amount of inertia going through the pipes, and all of a sudden it stops so suddenly that it's as if you've now taken a hammer and hit that pipe. You know, the, the water is actually creating the, the bang, the noise. So we've, we've installed through the years a thing called a water hammer arrestor. It's really like mm-hmm. a shock absorber for your car. But it's a little, it's a little uh, sphere with a little neoprene bladder in between. So it, it, when the water comes, it can sort of be absorbed into that bladder like a little bit of a shock absorber. And they work. They really do work. And that absorbs the energy and stops the pipe right. from shaking. Also a good idea to, to take a look at those pipes and make sure they're properly secured. Because sometimes you go in the basement Absolutely. and those pipes just like hanging, hanging and loosely, yeah. just like almost uh, from point to point like Absolutely. a curtain. You know, they're, they're That's exactly the, the thing I was going to jump on is that for lack of a 20-cent clip, you know, that pipe has been banging for its whole life, you know, and so anytime you can, just clip it. Don't clip it too much. Let it let it, let it, it breathe a little bit, but just clip it at least every other joist when you're going horizontally. We're talking to Richard Trithui. He is the plumbing and heating expert on TV's This Old House about silencing noisy plumbing systems. Now, here's one that really can wake the dead. When you get one of these screaming, squealing faucet sounds, what causes that? Some uh, foreign matter has gotten into one of the smaller openings inside the faucet generally. Uh, in my own house right now, I have a diverter. The little thing that makes your spray hose work has a very small opening, and that must have something in it. So, 
you can hear my faucet. So this is like the case of the cobbler's kids having bad shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm leaving from the studio to go <laughs> go fix that. that. Yeah. It's on your so, honeydew list. That's right. <laughs> so, but it, that's pretty straightforward to fix. Yeah, it is. Then, right? Yeah, you have to take it apart. Any place that people have really hard water, high minerals, high calcium, um, where it can get in and sort of clog the inner workings. You know, you may have to shut the water off, take apart the aerator take apart the stem units and the things inside the faucet and just clean them out a little bit. And at the worst case, you have to replace those working parts that are just closed down a little bit. We're talking to Richard Trithui. He's the plumbing and heating expert on TV's This Old House. Uh, finally, Richard, let me ask you about radiators. Sometimes you get um, a whistling sound that happens from the radiators, and particularly steam radiators. How do we straighten that out? That's it. I like it. <laughs> I'm the master of all voices. You know, he's a, he's going to be our new sound effects man. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> yeah, every time a a steam radiator comes on, an angel gets its wings. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the air that's in the radiator in the off cycle has to leave the radiator, and so this little valve on the end of it has to allow all the air out, and so it has to hiss, and it'll hiss until steam touches it, and when steam touches it, it'll shut completely. So that is a function. That's, you're supposed to have a noise. So that's normal. You're supposed to with a steam radiator. And the, the, the thing about steam radiators is it, you can also have a bang with steam radiators when con- the water that used to be steam turns into what they call condensate. And if the radiator is tipped the wrong way, it can, it can sound like somebody took a sledgehammer in the middle of the night. Anybody who's lived in New York City or Boston that has these steam systems, any, any urban environment. They know steam. Those are little uh, steam explosions inside, yeah. right? That's and when you, you can... put your little iPhone ear pieces on and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Turn but, the music off. But you say you can correct that by uh, by repitching the radiator? Yeah. On uh, the, the hammer, the ba- banging of the steam radiator, you can pitch the radiator so that the water goes back towards the pipe of which the steam came up through. Mm-hmm. And uh, the air vents, you can change and put new ones on to try and get it to sort of clean, you know, to whistle a little bit less. So you don't have to tolerate it. There are solutions to all of these noises. It does not mean your house is haunted. That's right. It just means it needs a little plumbing TLC. Richard Trithui, the plumbing and heating expert from TV's This Old House. Great advice. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great to be here. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Still ahead, are you confident that your home is termite-free? The bugs can be harder to spot in the winter. Learn where to look before possible damage kicks in after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We're going to help you with whatever you are working on these winter months at your Money Pit. But we're also going to give you a great prize because this time of year, I love to redecorate and rearrange things and move my accessories and change pictures and artwork. So we've got up for grabs a laser level, which is really great to help you align and level all your pictures or... If you're adding shelving, even cabinets and mirrors, pretty much whatever you want to hang, you can make sure it's all nice and straight. It's worth 29 bucks, but it's going out to one lucky caller whose name we draw at random. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. 
Well, termites can wreak havoc on your home and turn buying and selling into a nightmare. Now, the key to avoiding these costly headaches is to identify termites as soon as possible, which, depending on the season, can actually be kind of hard to do. Well, that's right, because termite activity actually slows down when it's cold, but the hungry bugs don't stop. So while an infestation is harder to identify during the winter, even for some home inspectors, it's just as important to catch. Yeah, that's true. Now, a few things that you should be looking for in the winter months are mud tubes on your walls or floors, sunken wooden surfaces that seem like mild craters on the surface, or even insect wings. You'll still see those in the winter months that get shed all around your house. It's also a good idea to do at least an annual inspection of your floor framing to find termites. Now, I did this for over 20 years as a professional home inspector, and my favorite tool was simply a big old screwdriver. We'd go around the basement and top the tap the bottom of all the floor joists where they rest on the foundation wall, as well as the sills and the box beam there. And you'll be surprised that once in a while you'll find one's hollow. You can hear it. It sounds hollow. And sometimes you'll poke right through it and you'll know you've got a termite issue there. They like to work in these dark places and they do a lot of their work before they break through the surface to the outside. So by tapping on those beams, you can find them early. Mm -hmm. Now you want to keep termites from chomping down to begin with, guys. So keep your firewood away from your home's foundation. Try to get yearly inspections performed on your house too, preferably in the spring or the summer. Yeah, and that way if the termites have recently made their way in, you can treat the problem before serious damage is done. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to your calls. This is the money pit. Eva in Florida is on the line and has a cooling question. How can we help you today? My home is 40 years old and I've been in it from the time it was built. I've had two change outs on the air conditioning unit. That's about right. It's a central air conditioning unit. And every time these guys come in, I have one guy come in once once every six or eight months to check the cooling of the heating units to make sure everything is up to snuff. And every time they come in, they say, well, you ought to update your thermostat. And I've had them tell me three or four times that I need to replace my thermostat. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a friend of mine who tells me, he says, well, he says, basically, all your thermostats is heat, cool, and shut off. So I think, what have they mentioned to you that you might want to install a clock setback thermostat, Eva? Well, they just said thermostats. They didn't tell me any particular kind. I'm betting that you have a very simple thermostat, which is heating and cooling, and you just set it and forget it, right? That's correct. So what they might be suggesting is that you replace the old thermostat with an updated one that has a clock setback built into that. And how that can help you, and it helps you more in the in the cooling in the winter season, which you don't get a lot of down in Pensacola, but when it gets chillier, you can set the heat to be a certain temperature at the day and another temperature at night so you don't waste heat at night when you're tucked nice and warm and cozy under the comfort of the blankets. Yeah, but I just leave my thermostat at one at 70 degrees at night. I don't change it. Well, if you just leave it and you don't change it, then you might be fine with that 40-year-old thermostat. If you want the, the technology and the energy savings of a thermostat that can go up and down based on a clock, then you would go to a clock setback. But there's nothing wrong with leaving the one you have if it's working properly for you. And it, 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 either way, I'm, I'm going to use the same amount financially. If you're truly just leaving it exactly where it is... Yeah, but when I get up in the morning, I have to turn it on so it comes back up to to warm up the house. Correct. If you've got a clock setback thermostat or a programmable thermostat, you can enter in your usage. So you can say, okay, at 7 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever time, you know, maybe half an hour or so before, you know, you're going to get up, set it to 
such and such temperature. And then you can say, okay, and then at this time when I go to bed, drop it down to this temperature. This way you never even have to go over to the thermostat. You can just say bloop and it'll do that program for the day so you don't have to do anything at all. Then say you're going on vacation or you're out of town, you can have you know an away setting and set it to that so that you've got it obviously at much lower temperatures and it's not running that program while you're not there wasting that energy and your dollars. So it depends. If you want to sort of take yourself out of the equation and have your thermostat do its thing on its own, a programmable thermostat really is, you know, what you're looking for. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Still ahead, do cold tile floors feel like your feet's worst enemy? Well, there are heating options cheaper than radiant flooring that can help you take the edge off that chill. We'll share all the details when we return. Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten. Glisten makes it easy to clean, freshen, and maintain your dishwasher, disposer, microwave, and washing machine. So improve the performance of your appliances with cleaning solutions from Glisten, the machine cleaning experts. Visit glistencleaners.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, most of us are dreaming of warmer weather right about now. Perhaps you're considering a vacation home for soaking up the sun and the fun. But before you buy, beware. The wrong rental or purchase in your vacation home can chew up all of your precious downtime. And make sure that doesn't happen to you. Get tips for picking an easy care vacation home. The details are on our homepage right now at moneypit.com. Com. All right. And while you're on the homepage, you can also post your questions or even brag about what you're working on at your money pit. We love to see pictures. We love to see what everybody's working on and see how you guys help each other out. But right now, let's help Sarah, who writes, I have a tile floor in my kitchen. It does not have any in-floor heating. Are there any good products that could be put on the underside of the subfloor in the basement to help heat the floor and room some? Well, certainly if you have a hot water heating system, Sarah, uh, for the rest of the house, you could add a zone that uses PEX tubing, which is cross-linked polyethylene tubing, which will be mounted right under that subfloor. Now, if not, you could consider one of the main, many sort of electric radiant systems that are out there that are mounted from the kitchen side. However, those would require that you have a new floor installed at the same time. So if you've got a hot water system now, I would lean towards just adding an additional zone uh, for that radiant floor and then mount it from the bottom on up. Perhaps not as efficient as if you had it just under the finished floor surface, but I think certainly it would do the trick and make that floor nice and toasty. All right, next up, we've got a post here from Chris who writes, my dryer vent is on the opposite side from the wall outlet and the vent hose kinks. Is it okay to run a length of PVC pipe with elbows? Don't use PVC. That could be very dangerous. I mean, any material except for approved dryer vent material um, is a problem. What you really want to do is use a metal dryer vent duct. Uh, substitution could be really dangerous because other materials are not going to stand up to the high heat in the same way that a metal dryer hose will. Now, there are hoses available in all shapes as well as dryer ducts that can make those tight turns that you described. Uh, to find the right venting system for your house, uh, you should check out what's available at home centers and hardware stores, especially when it comes to the sort of tight angle ducting. They have uh, pieces that are pre-made, for example, that would take that dryer exhaust duct and turn it 90 degrees inside of a 
wall bay if that's the way you have to do. What you want, to, what you really want to do is aim for as few turns as possible. The quicker you can get that duct outside, uh, the quicker the clothes will dry, and the less chance it's going to build up a lot of lint. Because a lot of folks don't recognize how much lint will sit in those dryer exhaust ducts. And if you don't clean them regularly uh, with, uh, there's a tool out there called a lint eater, which is like a, a long fiberglass r- rod with a brush on the end that you attach to a drill. You sort of spin it in the drug and the duct and you pull it out. If you don't use a tool like that, you know, every few months, you could really build up a dangerous amount of lint in there. And if that catches on fire, well, you're going to have a serious issue on your hands. So I would stay away from any anything but metal ducting. And frankly, even if you've got some of the older dryers used to use, like a, a white flexible plastic hose kind of dryer exhaust duct, don't like that either. It just doesn't do a good job. And if you've got a long run, sometimes you'll see those will sag and you'll get moisture condensation that will send them. Just not a good thing. Use solid metal dryer exhaust ducting. It's definitely the best way to go. Yeah, and then we saw that interesting product last year over at the Builder Show, or the National Hardware Show, rather. It was called Dry Safer, which was basically a meter that you put in the exhaust from the backside of the dryer, and it monitors if there's a reduction in airflow, which would indicate a blockage. So it's not bad to invest the couple of bucks just for that peace of mind. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, always on air and online at moneypit.com. Hey, we hope you've helped you out this hour with some tips and advice to get your home improvement projects accomplished. Remember, you can reach us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT and always online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.